Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, back by popular demand, today we have the nutrition professor, Timory Hagenberger, and she's going to be preparing for you autumn comforts. I don't know why it's autumn comforts, because to me, it feels like winter. I moved from the desert in Southern California to this cold tundra in Northern California, which is why I'm wearing this hat. It's 38 degrees. Who gets 38 degrees? I'm used to 122. You can see by how she's dressed. It's nice and warm where she lives. Please welcome back to the show, Tim Marie. Hello. Yes, that weather. I did name this segment Autumn Comforts, but it absolutely depends on where you live. I'm in Florida, and right now it is still hot. Yesterday was Central Florida Veg Fest, and it was in the 80s. I mean, it, we had a breeze, which I appreciated, but there it is. This heat does not stop. Um, we have had some mornings that were cool enough to open windows, which living in Northern California, we took for granted that you could open up windows and get the fresh air. But here it's a little bit different. But yes, these foods can be Actually, the way that I'm showing you how to do them, you can have them any time of year. We just think about the fall with squash and pumpkin and cranberries and, and such. But yes, they can be enjoyed all times of the year. But we are coming into that season where there's lots of treats and some of those treats are liquid. And we'll talk about that. I'm going to do a recipe for some a beverage. Um, but we also, this is also a really busy time for commitments, whether that be through work or family, getting together with friends, presents, shopping, all of that. And so I want to make sure that you have something that you can enjoy throughout the week if you choose to, or an item that you could bring out for a family gathering, maybe the morning after a celebration like Thanksgiving or Christmas, something that will fill your tummy and make you feel great as well as celebrate the fruits and vegetables that are so common in this time of the year. So I am going to start with butternut squash. Now, like all of my recipes, I really like to show options. So I'm going to make this the way that I have designed it. And I actually, I came up with this recipe years ago and I shared it with a couple friends at the time because I was really surprised by the combination, how good it tasted. Um, so I'm gonna, I brought it back because I was thinking about what could be good this time of year. And I've been testing it again because of, you test and refine and refine. And I've enjoyed it more than ever. And I also, my daughter is not a fan of pumpkin. So this was a true test that this recipe for, I'm going to make a butternut squash, cranberry, lemon, oat combination. Um, and again, the oat can be something that you can switch out with another whole grain, but she's not a pumpkin fan, but she really liked this. She was surprised. She said, I didn't think about squash. It didn't tastes like squash to me at all. Um, she said, I like it. I really like it. So 
if you're someone who thinks, oh my gosh, squash, I don't want to see squash, give this a chance because it just may surprise you. Now, let me talk about the butternut squash as far as preparation. So we definitely want to cut off the stem. And I don't want you to cut too much. You know, I don't like to waste. So this probably even could be whittled down to this piece, always garbage bowl. Um, now I bought an organic squash and I scrubbed it and that's all I'm gonna do. This is completely up to you. If you wanna take the time to peel, I suppose you could, but you don't need to. The squash, see the squash peel is completely edible. So I always look for squash that have a smaller um, base and a larger top part so that I can get the most flesh because in the base is where we have the seeds. And I love the seeds, but I don't want the entirety of the squash that I'm buying because again, it's per pound to be a lot of that hollow place in the bottom. I do love to use the seeds. I will just roast them. So it's nice to have these little prep bowls around so that you can grab and they'll be convenient for you. I think I just had a little seed fly. I'm not going to go through this right now while we're together, um, but they, when the squash is fresh, those seeds will separate from the um, internal membrane and you don't have to be super particular about how you take these seeds out. We just want them out right now, but they have wonderful flavor. Now, Chef AJ, I know that you're a fan of kabocha squash. I love I it. And, and you know, more recently, even uh, Delicata. And interestingly enough, there's a comment from Rich and Dixie that and they say they miss you. And she gave me three or two delicata squash. And now that's my new obsession is the delicata. Yeah, you know, we have, I have access to the kabocha. So I have a beauty up here because I use it for a soup, oh, an amazing soup recipe. But you can use all of the different, you can use any squash. But I have to tell you, I tried to do something with the kabocha squash seeds, terrible. Did you, have you ever done anything with them? No, I've always thrown them out, but now I'm glad you're telling me I don't have to even try. The delicata no. ones are pretty good. No, I know. They, they're big. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is gonna, oh no. I, I roasted them. I tried to take a bite. I had to spit it out. And you know, I will, I'm pretty tough as far as eating things that I know that are good for us. Oh no. So we don't want that. We don't want to waste our time with that. Okay, now I'm just cutting out the little bottom piece that rests on the ground. There we go. And then, um, yeah, that looks good. Okay, now I am going to, I don't want chunks of squash in this recipe. I want grated squash. And again, that's, you may think, Oh my gosh. Nope. Hang in there with me. I, this has become a favorite of mine, favorite recipe. 
Now, before I grade it, I want to explain for, because I, we always have different people watching the um, live and the replays. And just yesterday at the VegFest, I was doing a recipe and I was using a food processor. And I asked, you know, is there anyone who would like to know the difference between when you'd use a food processor and when you'd use a blender? And I'm gonna use a blender for the second recipe. And I always have a few people that raise their hand. So I said, okay, so food processor is wonderful for doing jobs like grading that can be tedious on a box grader, especially, I mean, you would not want to take the time to do that for this, um, but you would never use a blender for that. If you tried to put the squash in the blender, you would have puree, right? You'd have, it just would not work and you'd have to use water. So this way I can get, I can use a blade that will, a flat blade that will give me either a grated side or a slicer side. Now these blades come with two holes in them for your fingers. That's what those holes are for. And then the other blade is what we call an S blade. And that is fantastic for pulsing. So something like cauliflower so rice cauliflower you can put cauliflower florets in you can pulse it i made that wonderful southwestern broccoli salad on your show as a potluck item this is what i use the s blade and the food processor in order to turn the broccoli into little pieces that work perfect for the salad this is also the blade that you would use if you wanted to make hummus or some kind of a dip in here or salsa. And again, because you have the pulsing, you can just turn it on and off, on and off. You can control how chopped things will get. Um, and it, you don't have to use any liquid. You can, like we did with the broccoli or the cauliflower, it will just pulse right through. Now, it doesn't make things creamy, creamy, creamy like a blender would. And if you try to add too much liquid, it will go over. So the inside, it'll go over and then come down and make a huge mess. So these are not meant to have a lot of liquid, especially at higher levels. It will just turn into a mess. Okay, so for this recipe, I want to do the greater side. So I'm gonna look to see the greater is on the top and I'm gonna set that in there. Now, this is, um, I am not a spokesperson for Hamilton Beach, but this is the one little food processor that I have used. This one I bought in 2015. It is now 2023. I use it several times every week. It has never, knocked on wood, ever had any problem for me. It is very easy to clean and it is under $50. So some of our kitchen tools are just not that affordable, but this one is. And so it's a Hamilton Beach and people will laugh at me, 70740. I have told my students that forever. Just that's the model. I don't want you to get any other one if you can find it. Um, so 70740, if you're looking for a food processor, some of them are just so difficult to clean. They just, just the way the plastic is that you, 
things get caught in there and they just don't come out. This seems to be super easy. Now it is light, which is another benefit. If you know, some of the kitchen aids and some are very heavy, um, this is light, but you may think, oh, it's not going to do a good job. And it's screechy loud. So you may want to use ear protection, but it works really well. Okay. So I am planning on having the Zoom, hopefully it will quiet me. Now, I, what you just saw was me checking to see if the pieces would fit. This piece fits without question. This piece fits. So it looks like just one of my pieces I need to cut down. Okay. So that's just important to do because you don't want to have to stop and mess with um, cutting pieces if you can help it. Okay, so I am peel on. I am just gonna start braiding. So if it doesn't zoom, mute me, please, Chef AJ, mute me. Okay, uh, you know what I'll do is I'll talk to you guys while Timory's on and tell you who the guest is tomorrow. It's Dr. Joel Furman. I'd love for him to have a regular monthly slot, but he does more of a quarterly show. And he's going to be talking about sugar, whether or not it's good for us, for good for children. Is it poison? Can you have it occasionally on the day before Halloween? And it'll be in a, on the half hour tomorrow at 930. So I hope you can join us. And let's see, Halloween, we have a fun show. I'm going to be wearing a costume and we're going to be doing a Halloween charcuterie tray with Faith Ralphs. That's at 11 on Halloween and also some spooky treats made with whole plant foods. So I hope you'll tune in. Thanks for being here on Sunday. If you're not a subscriber, consider hitting that subscribe button and maybe even one of these. I don't ask too often. I don't talk very much on my show. You know, I must look kind of weird, but it's cold up here, guys. Who knew? Hey, Timory, when you get a chance, um, people are asking, because I don't know how old your, your daughter is, and do you do Halloween? In other words, do you what do you do for treats and tricks? Do you give stuff out? What's your take on Halloween? I don't know if she heard you. Oh, she's blending. That's amazing, though. $50 for a, uh, a food processor. The Breville is 10 times that. So you can get a good one for 50. Amazing. Okay. I hope you guys came to the webinar yesterday because this was really good. And if you registered, you'll get a replay today. If you didn't register, no replay. Hey, this? Tim. Oh, yes. sorry. I'm just wondering what you're doing for Halloween. It's Tuesday. I know. I have a full day of work. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. Years ago, um, friends of mine know this. Years ago, we asked the kids, do you want to go trick-or-treating or do you want to spend some family time? Do you want to go to the movies and do some other things? So we always did a family night. Um, so that's typically what we, when they were really little, we obviously did the um going around with friends and, you know, in costumes and all that stuff. But I don't know what we're going to do because one of my kids is now in Vermont, so he's not close to be able to go to the movies together. Okay, so this is, this was a little over two pounds. 
Now you can choose how much of the butternut squash you want to use. I am, I am planning to make this is going to be my my breakfast actually for the week. So I'm probably going to use. I'm going to use all of it. Um, okay, so it's a lot of butternut squash. If you wanted to use it for a couple different recipes, of course, you don't have to grate at all. You can roast um, some of it. Roasted butternut squash is amazing. You can make some soup. You can do all kinds of things. Um, but I... And I love this recipe, so I am happy to put all of that butternut squash into this recipe. Okay, so that should give you an idea that that squash doesn't have to be intimidating, right? I mean, we just, we didn't even have to peel it. So that makes it very simple. Now, I like to add some fruit and I am adding apples or pears. And you can, this is where you can play. You can do a different squash. You can do a different fruit. You can do my favorite. So what is this, Chef AJ? Do you know? That's, oh, I don't know. It's a type of squash, right? No, sorry to put you on the spot. This is a Fuyu persimmon. Oh, it's a persimmon. I'm sorry. I was looking at the cut part. Oh, I, I thought this yeah. one naturally hard or naturally gets soft. So these are... You can enjoy them when they're still firm. So the other ones that have like the droopy pointy bottom, those are very, they have a lot of tannins and they will make your tongue just look if they're not super ripe. And those are soft and usually get incorporated into persimmon bread and cookies. Um, but these Fuyu's, now I'm excited because I grew these in Florida and they're not easy to grow. Um, here. They were everywhere in Lodi. Oh my gosh. They were amazing. But I just covet these. I don't have lots. I have one little tree, but persimmons would be wonderful in this recipe. Did, did you ever go to the grape festival when you lived in Lodi? Yes. Is it fun? I, I've never been. Um, yes, it is. They sometimes, they've actually had some big speakers there. And I'm trying to think, I don't think Dr. Gregor spoke there, but they used, they had, I could have sworn at least once they had Hans Deal. Um, and I know they've had some, some significantly well-known speakers in the nutrition and even plant-based realm. Nice. What did you used to give out for Halloween or did you ever give anything out? We did, we gave out, um, our very best thing that we ever gave out because my husband would buy sometimes um, items from, I know it's come up on your show before, like Oriental Trading Company, like the little toys, you know, those types of things. But the best thing that we ever gave out as far as the way that people responded was little Play-Dohs. So one year, and we were thought, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to go. But one year, Costco sold little tiny Play-Dohs to give out. You could hear people in the street saying, they've got Play-Dohs. Oh my gosh. I mean, I... They, they went crazy. And it's so funny because it doesn't matter how old you are. As soon as you smell it, even just thinking about it, you know, you're right there. You're like, 
You'll never forget it. I didn't see it at Costco. I found the Pokemon cards there, but the Play-Doh would have been great. Still yeah, time so for it. Play-Doh is way fun. And I don't, you know how Costco goes. You see it one time and you may never see it again. Right. You got to get it while it's there. Exactly. Now I am going to, instead of taking the time to cut these apples, I'm going to use my S blade and I don't have to worry about washing out the um, food processor because I'm using it for the same recipe. And I am going to simply, I am going to just give this a quick, and it's on the sink. Um, I'm going to go in here and look how quickly we can do this. Done. Just think of how long that would have taken to chop them up. Now, you're not going to get uniform pieces. I don't care because this is all going to come into this wonderful coat combination of flavors and textures, but that certainly saves time. And it saves me, because I have an interesting piece of this recipe that I like to take the time to work on. And I'd much rather save time with the apples and spend time with the lemon. And I'll show you what I mean by that in a minute. Okay, so we have the squash, we have the apples, now we're gonna add the grain. So I um I like using whole oat groats. Now you can substitute, I have purple barley, amazing, excellent. You can do sorghum, you can do millet, um, you can do quinoa, all kinds of different grain options, but I really like the whole oat groats. I like the texture, the chewiness of it. You can also make this recipe with rolled oats, sprouted oats. It takes, they would take a lot less time to cook. Um, you can do it with steel cut as well. I'm going to put in half a cup, I'm gonna do a whole cup, whole cup of the oat groats, now, oat groats are the most intact form of the grain. Steel cut are oat groats cut. Rolled oats are oat groats cut and flattened and steamed. And then as you get them more and more and more cooked, then they turn into instant, which will turn into mush just at the sight of water, which a lot of people they assume oatmeal is just mush. And that's because that's when they've seen it. They've just only experienced it that way. And oat groats are a completely different, different experience. So I have the oat groats in here now. And I am going to add two items that, again, my daughter, when I told her what was in there, she said, really? I had no idea. Bread split lentils, entirely optional. But in my opinion, fabulous in here. 
What are the difference between red split lentils and red lentils? So the red split will cook quicker and will absolutely disintegrate. So you won't even know that they're in there. And I, the color profile obviously goes with everything. So I love the red and there's always different phytonutrients with the colors, right? The different pigments. So slightly different nutrient profile. Interesting. And now we have some, let's see here. We've got another item that is a source of omega-3 and fiber and it's called chia seeds. Okay, so you know chia seed. However, it's interesting. The research really points to my little label, um, the fact that in order for us to get the nutrient benefits to maximize them, we need to have the chia seeds ground. That there have been studies where they've linked chia seeds to um, weight loss, and then they tried to do more studies and they didn't back it up. And they found that if the chia seeds were not ground, that they didn't see the benefits and that there are some studies that show it could reduce inflammation, um, at least the markers of inflammation like C-reactive protein. Um, but we want to make sure they're ground. And most people know that who know about seeds when it comes to flax. But with um, chia, we see a lot of chia pudding. And that's fine if you want to have chia pudding because you just love the texture of it and you're eating that instead of some other kind of food that would not be helpful then that's fine but if you're trying to maximize the nutrients that are actually getting into your body not just moving through um then you want to make sure that it's ground so whenever i have ground anything um, especially obviously seeds, I keep them in the freezer. So I always keep nuts and seeds in the freezer, but when I grind them, I especially make sure that they're in airtight containers and in the freezer. So I'm gonna put this back in the freezer. Um, Timory, there's a question about grinding chia seeds. So for example, if you're making a recipe like a salad dressing and it calls for chia seeds in the blender, Will yeah. the blender, even though there's liquid in it, grind them or does it have to be pre-ground? Do you understand what I mean? Correct. Yes. No, the blender will do a great job. Okay. Even if there's yeah. other things in the blender already, like liquids. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. Thank yeah. You. If you sprinkle them on top after it's already blended, then you're not going to. But if you're putting it in and you're hitting on, you're in good shape. Perfect. Okay. Now for sweetness... I am adding dates. Does it have to be here? No. Could it be figs? Yes. Could it be apricots? Yes. Could it be currants or raisins? Again, so many different options. Now, these are deglet nor dates. So these are smaller. I always talk about medjool dates. Um, medjool dates are the larger ones. But as far as cost, you want to make sure you're comparing because the um, I have found that the organic Deglet Nordates are very reasonable. Yep. And not that the medjules are expensive, more so, but, um, you know, in, in terms of, because they're amazing, but these taste great and they're very, very economical. So I would look into those. Don't feel like 
they have to be medjool or bust. But we typically use for every recipe that calls for a medjool date, we would use two of the deglet nor. But you also have to know that you get to control the ingredients. So when you cook your own, it's so nice because if you go out, and we've all had this situation where you eat something and you say, oh, that was a little salty, that's, that's very common, or, ooh, that was a little too sweet, where you can completely control how you season and sweeten your food when you make it from scratch. So the other option that you can do if you want the dates, but um, you don't necessarily want to have a lot of dates just around, if they're one of those foods that call your name, um, is that you can take the dates and make date syrup, like I have in my cookbook, um, The Foodie Bar Way, where you're making it with water, you're not cooking it down to make it more concentrated, you're actually diluting it so that you can then put it in the freezer. And I have little silicone um, freezer cube trays, and I'm gonna show you some for another application. And that way, they you can keep them in the freezer. And then when you need some, you can just drop in a few cubes. That makes it easy. And then they're not snack, you know, snack item. Okay, so I've got the dates in, and dates have a lot of fiber, so that's good. And now I have some cranberries. I was so excited when I saw the Publix, um, we have a food for market called Publix, when I saw Publix had in their circular, cranberries are back. Yay! Because what I do is I take the fresh cranberries and I put those bags right in the freezer. And my goal is to make it all the way until the next time that they're available. So I try to make sure towards the end of the season that we have access to them. Because in California, it seemed like I had access in the freezer section, although they're much more expensive, all year round. But here, um, I don't see that as much. So when you just throw the bag of cranberries into the freezer, you need to wash them, rinse them, after you take them out. Okay, so you don't wanna rinse them before, you just wanna throw them in there, but you need to rinse them after. So I just measured them out, and now I'm going to rinse with some filtered water. Now, cranberries, most people have been exposed to cranberries through dried cranberries. And the problem is I have not found, I know Kristen Palm, you had her on a few days ago talking and she had mentioned about cranberries that I have not found any that were not prepared with oil and sugar. Um, sometimes you can find them without the sugar, but I haven't found them without oil. Right. So did you, I know you had mentioned that dehydrating them. I have not done that. I've not I tried to do I that. haven't tried it either. Yeah. I, I'd seen them like in places like Whole Foods where they're naturally sweetened with apple juice, but you're right. They always seem to put a little amount of oil in and I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if it's just so they don't stick together as much, but I don't know. It's, it's annoying. Um, I have always been on the lookout 
everybody in my foodie bar way of life group, I'm always like, you guys, if you ever find it, you know, tell me because I haven't been able to find them. So, but we'll be on the lookout, but the ones putting them in the freezer, I love it. And I've gotten used to adding them right out of the freezer to even my standard. Like if I do a carrot cake oats, I have other recipes for my breakfast, sometimes breakfast. And I have gotten really accustomed to eating the cranberries just as cranberries, even though they are very sour. I like that. So I like that. Texture. So texture and flavor. Okay. Now we need some spice. So I have my preference is chai or pumpkin pie spice. Although people, I know that you avoid black pepper. And so I have my own chai spice blend in the foodie bar way, but I also put it in the recipe that everybody's going to get. If you click on the link in the show notes in the YouTube for um, Chef AJ for this show, it's also tinyurl.com slash tastyfall, T-A-S-T-Y-F-A-L-L. Um, but you can adjust, again, when you make it on your own, it's easy to just leave out the pepper. And then you have a wonderful pepper-free chai spice blend. I love this chai spice. So I do eat pepper, so I include that. And I include it because it helps with keeping the turmeric that's in here in our blood at a good amount. But pumpkin pie spice is fabulous as well because cloves are so excellent for us. And so cloves, would be found in my pumpkin pie spice. And again, you don't have to make these. You can purchase spice blends, but there's also flexibility because you don't have to be intimidated by making your own spice blends. I have quite a few in the foodie bar way and we've done prep togethers in the foodie bar way of life where we, okay, everybody make your spice blends. We turn on Zoom and we're all making our spice blends because then we have them at our fingertips. And I can flip this open and then go right in for it. So I like a lot of spice. And this is going to end up making a lot. So I'm going to put in a tablespoon. And you could most definitely do a combination of the chai and the pumpkin pie spice. Today I'm going to do, well, I'll do a little bit. Because I always add more when I'm ready to um, serve it. I just, I love the warming spices. And I I know um, that you've had the Dr. Pike talk about the spices and how amazing all of these are. So you can experiment and play and add other spices just that you want to, you just want to play with and see what the combinations taste like. Another thing you can do is add the root the ginger and turmeric root, if you'd like to, in this combination. Yep. Just I, missed, I missed a question from Trish. What brand of spice? I'm not sure when she put that up there. When you were doing I, it. depends. I don't I know that some people like to go to certain places. I look to see which of the organic spices that I can find reasonably. Um, so I don't have a specific place that I go. Um, for one brand of spice. It just kind of depends what's available. Okay, I need some water. So I'm going to put in five and a half cups of water. Now, we 
want to, we want to make sure, because we know there's a lot of water in, in the cranberries and in the squash and in the apples. So we want to have enough, but we can always add more. Okay. Wow, that was exactly five and a half cups. Okay, that worked well. Um, we can always add more liquid once it's cooked if you feel like it's too thick. People, some people like thinner porridge, so to speak, and some people like it thicker. So it doesn't, it's going to be a completely personal preference as long as there's enough liquid to make sure that the lentils and the grains are covered. Now, of course, this process with the Instant Pot, and you can use any pressure cooker, you can also do an overnight um, in the slow cooker, but just like most people know with this Instant Pot, is it's not instant, it takes time to come up to pressure, it takes time to the cook however long you cook an item for, and then for the natural release, if you don't do a manual release. So it is definitely not instant, but I will, um, so I'm not going to be able to show you this finished product um, in the time that we have together, but I had some, and I was gonna show you how I packaged it, um, actually for my daughter, and that way, and then you can just make your own and imagine how, you know, what it looks like. It looks like a cooked combination of goodness. So I'm going to go ahead, put this in the machine, and I'm going to cook it for 20 minutes. So 20 minutes at pressure. And then I'm going to let the natural release go for somewhere between 10 and 15. Now, a little word of the wise. When it goes off and you hear the beep, 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 my advice to you would be to set a timer on your phone or your watch or what on your stove, wherever you would like, that you'll hear it to remind you to check on it at that, you know, 10 to 15, meaning don't forget, I have gotten busy. I have come back and seen, I have left something in the Instant Pot for two hours because I was multi, you know, I was doing all kinds of things. So if you want to make sure you're going to take it out, it beeps when it's done, but it does not beep after that. So you will hear nothing. And unless you're prompted, you may leave something in there. Um, so just, just a little tip from real life with the instant. And you want to hold it at 11 o'clock and then click it. So dear friend of mine, Trina, always said 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and she got one before I did. And then click it into place. And then we're gonna do manual. The default is 30. So we're gonna bring it down to 20. And that's it. So the other thing actually yes. is to make sure that it's on ceiling, not venting. Okay, the little dial up at the top. And that Instant Pot's quite a few years old. I know there's new fandangled 
ones, but that is how I use mine. Okay, it's just the the way that I navigate it. Now, that's just gonna do its thing. I have um, one other piece of that recipe that I can explain right now, and I'll do a little bit of that prep, and then I'll move on to the other recipe. But this is where the recipe um, can go a little interesting. Now, if you've not added fresh lemon to one of those cooked cereals, you're, I would have to say, unless you don't like lemon, you are missing out. It adds, oh, it just adds a freshness and just a clean flavor profile. So this is an organic lemon, which you have to know some of those, and you've seen them, the organic fruit sometimes doesn't look beautiful. And that's okay because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So conventional <laughs> beauty. Um, but I want to use the zest, which is not something that's foreign for many of you. I use my microplane. Again, since there are people who have maybe never used one of these, the this is a woodworking tool. Um, I grew up doing some woodworking in the garage with my dad, and this would be a tool that we would use on wood, but someone decided it needed to go in the kitchen. And so it also doubles for a zester. And my preference is this kind of standard microplane. You only, you don't have to worry about getting cut. On the inside, you cannot get cut. And here, going down, you cannot get cut, okay? So going up is the way that you pull the zest off. And if you hold it that way, it holds all of the zest in there and then you can just put it into your bowl. I use zest these um, because of the flavor and I've said it on previous um, cooking demos, during previous cooking demos, that there's some research that it can help reduce skin cancer risk because of the phytonutrients that actually protect the citrus from the sun too. Now, lime zest, I find, and oh, oh my gosh, that was a flying lemon. Did you see that little guy? He flew right over. That's funny. Say that again. I said, that's funny. It just, so I was going to ask you, Chef AJ, do you use zest for citrus? I, I love zest, the lemon and the lime, especially. Yeah. And the lime, I don't know about you, but for me, the lime can get bitter if I go too much. Like there's kind of a line there, a line with a line where, Ooh, that's just, it gets, makes it too bitter. So if you're someone who's sensitive to that, just be aware. I run into that more with lime than with lemon. Now, my very favorite, very favorite lemon on the planet, and everybody has their preferences, are Meyer lemons. I have a dear friend in Sacramento and Carmichael that had a ginormous Meyer lemon tree, and she would bring me bags. And she, oh my gosh, I was, I was so lucky to be able to have all of those limes. Meyer lemons are lemons. Meyer lemons are sometimes in the supermarket, sometimes not. Harder to find organic. Um, but we're trying to grow some. 
not working real, really well. Um, so I'm going to continue working to try to grow them because that would make me so happy. So it's a little too far for me to go to Sacramento for limes right now. They would not make it. Now, this is where it can get interesting. I went out, actually, you will appreciate this, Chef AJ. I took my dad to Dr. McDougall's program back in 2012. And we were sitting together having our first meal and he is drinking his water and he takes a piece of lemon that's on the edge you know on the rim and he pops it in his mouth and he eats it and I look at him like dad what are you doing he's like oh you have to try it it's actually really good with the rind and the lemon flesh okay I tried it. Oh my gosh. It was actually, it was good. I mean, it, if you're not a big lemon person then, but it was actually edible, palatable. I liked it like that. So I'm showing you two ways. I am peeling the lemon. And remember I told you I saved time with the apple um, because I wanted to do something special with the lemon. So I'm going to suggest you experiment. Now, everybody has, like I said, their own preferences. And some of you may say not even close. Well, that's fine. But someone else might be intrigued. And I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it that you can, um, I'm going to leave half on, half off. I know that's so silly. But you can actually cut these lemons and cut them into small pieces, tiny little pieces, with the rind or without, and stir them in. Again, you can do too much. You can, I put one to two lemons. I love lemon. My daughter was like, okay, mom, two lemons, too much. So you have to play with it. But I think that this makes it kind of a unique recipe that, don't knock it before you try it. You can definitely just squeeze, you do the, the zest and squeeze the lemon for the juice and then add it. I This is not a Meyer lemon, but Meyer lemons are sweeter. And so I bet if I would have made it with a Meyer lemon, my daughter would have had a different response because some of the lemons are very tart. And um, this is certainly one that's more tart. Um, but you can experiment with using the what's left of the peel, the pith, or not. And you just want to make sure you're not um, adding the seeds. It's not a problem to eat citrus seeds. It's not like with apples um, and arsenic. I think, isn't it arsenic? Or, I don't think it's cyanide. It's one of those um, with apple, apple peel or apple seeds. But... It's just that they're really bitter. So you don't want to bite down on a lemon seed. Okay, so I'm not going to do this in front of you for the remainder here. I just wanted to show you that it might be something that you want to experiment with. I like a pronounced lemon flavor. So I really enjoy that in the bites. And I loved having this as an option for my work week. Okay. 
So I will just cut a little more and then I'll leave this for me to do after the camera is off. Like I said, you can just squeeze it for juice and use the zest and you're done. Or you can play a little bit more. Okay. I'm one, um, there's a, a few items that I always make sure I rinse quickly. That's my microplane and any kind of grater that I use. I just, I don't want it to dry with little pieces on there. It just makes it much more difficult to wash. Although you can um, soak. So I'm gonna leave this lemon for me to add after the whole cooking process. Okay, so we'll just leave that over there. And now let's make the drink. Okay. So I'm going to move my food processor here. And let's move in the blender. This, I don't even know, because I don't go to the traditional coffee places. I don't even know when they started with the holiday beverages, like the pumpkin spice and all of that this year. I'm sure they probably started in July. But um, but anyway, this is the season for these drinks. And several years ago, it's probably been 10 now, I had um, a circumstance where we were at our house and uh, some friends of my husband, soccer, he was soccer, 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 some of his friends came over and one of the daughters said, oh, I am so excited for the pumpkin spice latte. I, I just, I wait for it all year. Okay. So we talked and I said, you know, I bet I could make something because I was doing plant-based things. And so I thought, I, I bet I could make my own. And I said, I need to look it up and see what's in there. At that time, there wasn't any pumpkin in the pumpkin spice latte. And I thought, no, this is just pumpkin-esque. No, no, no. Pumpkin is amazing. It's a wonderful source of vitamin A, the carotenoids, the preformed or the, the precursor to the carotenoids in or the, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me explain to you how vitamin A works. There are two forms of vitamin A. There is a preformed version in animal products and supplements. That's considered vitamin A retinoids. Then there are carotenoids, which come from plants. And these are the colorful, right? The pigments that you would recognize in pumpkin and carrots and mangoes and sweet potatoes. Those are converted in our body from the plant versions, carotenoids, to the, the preformed, right? But the active form, retinoids. The cool thing is while the preformed versions from animal products and supplements can be toxic, because we they're fat soluble, so we could accumulate them in our liver, the carotenoids are not toxic. The worst thing that happens is you get a little extra orange in your skin. That's called hypercarotinoidemia. 
but it's not dangerous because our body will only convert to the active vitamin A what we need. So it makes a lot of sense to include actual pumpkin and sources of carotenoids in our food and drinks rather than just the essence of pumpkin, maybe. I don't know if they were thinking the spice part was sufficient, but let's put in some real pumpkin. Now, pumpkin. When you purchase pumpkin, you can, after Halloween, if you have a beautiful pumpkin that you didn't cut into, you can prepare that. You can cook it down. It will have a lot of water. So you'll probably want to strain it because it will not be the same texture as you'd find canned. If you buy it canned, it's fairly easy to find organic pumpkin canned. You want to do 100% pumpkin. You don't want to buy pumpkin pie filling. That has sugar added. So that'll have some spices, but also significant amount of sugar added. You want just 100% pure pumpkin. Now, canned pumpkin comes in a pretty, you know, different sizes, 15 and a half ounce or 26 ounce cans. So if you're making a recipe that only uses a small amount, you need a backup plan for what to use that for. There's a lot of different recipes you can use it for, but if you're not ready, I would highly recommend freezing it. So you can freeze it in these um, ice cube type trays. And this, do you have any Chef AJ with the silicone in the bottom? I love those. I love those. I love everything so, silicone. So yes, it's, it's interesting because the first time I used these, I, okay, full transparency, I broke one because I tried to twist it like you would a normal ice cream tray. No, no, you do not twist. You flip over and push down on each of the compartments and they will fall out. So don't make that mistake if you bought one of these of twisting, pop them out the ones that you want. And if you want to take them all out and then transfer them to another container once they're frozen, you can do that. So it's nice to have different sizes. I, I usually will find them at um, like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Ross in their kitchen item area. And I think I have hit my max. I don't think I need any more. But every time I go into one of those doors, I'm always looking. I don't know why. I have enough. But anyway, so this is, I love these. And it's nice to know what size they are, how much they will hold. So you could even write that with a permanent marker. So you remember, oh, this one's a quarter of a cup. This one's a tablespoon and a half or what have you. So for recipes, it makes it a little bit easier. So I'm not going to use those right now, but I do have some pumpkin left over from this and I will freeze it. I love freezing those types of things. And that's what I was telling you about the date syrup. Same thing. I use those. Okay. Question? Anybody? Let me look. I'm, I'm watching you. Any questions? Always put four question marks first. It helps me out. People yes. are saying they love your presentations. Okay. It's so funny how you mentioned, though, that like a pumpkin latte wouldn't have pumpkin in it. And that's so true with all processed foods, you know, like, I mean, are there any apple and apple jacks? You know, yeah, exactly. No. And so just to to put a, a cross the T, put a hat on that one. 
I would always tell my college students about the oatmeal, the um, fruit and cream varieties. So the blueberries and cream, no blueberries, figs that are dyed blue. Strawberry, no strawberries. Apples that are dyed pink. Now, that's on the label, but people just look at the picture and look at the words and think, yeah, strawberries. No, and I have nothing against figs and apples. I love figs and apples. But when I want strawberries and blueberries, I want strawberries and blueberries. So, yes, you have to be a very savvy consumer when it comes to this world of processed food. It's more about the experience, I think, than actually the, the foods. And that's what we need to get back to. But everything is so oversweetened and over, there's so much fat and so much food that it coats your tongue and you can't even taste things. That's why, that's a huge piece of why they have so much sugar and so much salt to items. Because when your tongue is basically wrapped up like a mummy in fat, you're not going to be able to perceive taste. So, and I know you've said that too, Chef AJ, that once you start eating unprocessed, no pun intended, your book, um, you find that just food tastes amazing. Just food. So true. And then you're just craving real food. And when you taste something that's too sweet or too salty, it just, it doesn't even doesn't even register in your brain as a wonderful experience that food should be okay now and I know Kristen was talking about that too with the nutritarian approach you know to really give your body enough time to have that kind of reset you know where you can taste things again it's hard if you go back and forth just, you know, you do a little bit of, of whole food and a lot of processed food. It's a process. And so it's okay for you to, you know, you, you are where you are, but to really try to get to the point where you're free of that for a bit and your body can reset. Okay. So we have pumpkin. Yay. And then we have, I'm using um, unsweetened organic almond milk, but you can use any plant-based milk that you like. You can do oat milk or any of the milks. I like to make sure that the, the milks don't have added oil. So I was, you know, for years, I was not really interested in doing um, rice milk, but I was always aware of, you know, all the different options and they always had oil. And a lot of the pea protein based milks also I see oil and even some of the oat milks I see oil in them as a separate ingredient. So just be very careful about um, looking at labels before you purchase something, not just buying it and then looking at the label once you made it home, because that may be too much of a ask to go back, right? And you may end up just drinking something and something that you probably wouldn't have wanted in the first place. Now, I hear my pressure cooker and so sometimes it comes up and seals very quickly as far as completely. And sometimes it just spurs on. Okay, it did it. But if you, sometimes my, my Instant Pot will just for quite a while, then I'll come over to it 
and carefully I'll touch on the black plastic, push down, and it'll seal right away. So if you feel like, gosh, it's been making that noise for a little bit, go and just push down on it and make sure that it seals because it will, that little seal will just catch. And then for me, it just, boop, and it pops that little valve up and then we're in motion, okay? Otherwise it just seems to let some of that pressure go and take a little longer. Okay, so we've got the plant milk, we've got the pumpkin, and again, for sweetness or not, I'm using a few of the Deglet Nor dates in there. And then I am using vanilla powder. So I know that you are a fan of it as well. Um, this is, I like to use a little less than I would of a vanilla extract. It is expensive, and so I am careful by how much I use. Um, so I'll probably use a quarter of a teaspoon, um, somewhere between a quarter and a half. I'm a little stingy on this um, because it is it is pricey, but it does make a difference. A difference, a huge difference. So, but again, it's if you are using extract, then that's fine. You can use it too. We, we got to meet people where they are, but maybe expose you to the fact that there is the vanilla bean that you can get in a powder. But be aware there are some sugars that are with the vanilla. It'll say like vanilla sugar, that's sugar. So don't get that confused um, that this is actually one ingredient, vanilla beans. So you'll want to make sure you're doing that if you're going to go with the powder. Um, okay, and then we have the piece of it that makes it the chai or the pumpkin pie spice. So my preference, I love cardamom and I don't use cardamom in a lot of other recipes. So I like to use it in this. I like to use the chai wherever I can. So my preference is to go for the chai spice blend, but you can do both again, or you can just do cinnamon, some nutmeg, some ginger, play around with allspice. Again, you get to control. You can taste it and then change the, um, you know, add more. You can always add more. So it's better not to do too much. I am, I put in half a teaspoon. I like a lot. So I'm going to put in a little more but half a teaspoon is a great place to start. And then all we need to do is blend this up. And we can add this to a cup of tea or coffee or decaf or a coffee alternative. What I'm gonna do is turn on my kettle I love my little electric kettle right there by the stove. If you have one and it's somewhere in a cabinet, I would recommend having it right there at the ready. It helps me not only drink more of the warm uh, drinks like tea and things like that, just I like warm water sometimes by itself or with lemon, um, but it also is very handy by the stove when I want to when I'm cooking, let's say onion, and I feel like getting a little nervous, I, I don't want it to burn, and I wanna use a little bit of liquid, but I don't wanna cool the pan down. 
when I have that, the electric kettle there and I have the water hot, then I can just add a tablespoon or what have you. And it doesn't, it just works right on the, right on the spot for me. So I am going to heat that water up because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for my chai um, pumpkin latte. But again, you can choose whatever other liquid you'd like. So I'll blend this up. Okay, so it's blended. However, these high power blenders, if you leave it on, will heat up the liquid. So leaving this on will actually turn this into a warm drink on its own. So if I do that, I'm just going to be muted and it's not going to necessarily, you know, make sense for this application. But if I left it on, which I will, um, then I can have this warm and then I'll add it to another, the other warm piece. I want, I have this out and I'm going to put it back in the fridge because I wanted to tell you, let's see. Yeah, it's almost hot. So it's very, very fast. Um, but I will, I, I took this out because I made all of these ingredients with the dates. I put this into a mason jar with the spices, including the vanilla powder and the pumpkin. And I had this in the fridge. And so, because I wanted you to see that you could make this up if you wanted the night before when you're prepping for what you want to do. And then in the morning, you could blend it. If Even though it doesn't take long to put these ingredients together, this would be an option. You could do them. Um, so just another way that you can prep. Okay, I'm going to put this in the fridge. Where'd she go? And I am going to grab my Cal Poly San Luis Obispo mug. My, this is where I went. My alma mater is where I went for undergrad. And I am going to add my um, hot water, finished heating. I'm going to add a tea bag of organic ginger turmeric herbal tea. I love this one. It does have pepper in it. So it's a not a Chef AJ option, but I was thinking for you, Chef AJ, I'd love for you to try it with, say me, the roasted um, rice coffee. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Alternative. You'll have to try that. Um, I like, there are other coffee alternatives, Dandy Blend and Ticino and some of those. Some though um, have acrylamide levels in them. So that's when we roast grains. And so I don't want, I want there to be options, whatever you enjoy. There are a lot of people in this world who drink coffee. And although I can hear Dr. McDougall in my mind say, 
coffee is not a health food. Um, and there's a lot of research, you know, one way or another, and it's there's a lot of controversy about it. But if people are making this at home, this is a much better option, right, than going out and getting something with pumps of the syrups and all of that malarkey in there. So even if you do the coffee route, then you're making this at home. You're making a much better choice for your body. But you have options. You could even try it with green tea. I have not made it with green tea, but I know that um, the founder of Say Me was talking about a chai blend that she likes to add to her green tea. So I think sky's the limit on what your options can be. I like this flavor. This um, tea, I've actually given it to people as a Christmas present just because I thought it feels like a hug. So I said, I'm giving you a hug for Christmas, um, and it just happens to be in the form of tea. I said, when you drink it, you will most likely, especially if it's in your mind, feel like I'm giving you a hug. Um, and that's actually something that's interesting. You ask me what I'm doing for, for Halloween, but it also makes me think of all the other holidays and how in the past I've given things like tea, I've given my spice blend to people, you know, different things that show love, that help them to eat better at home, eating better, meaning more nutrients, more homemade food, um, and a useful gift. Because we do, we're kind of clutter accumulators just as a consequence of our lifestyles. There's so much to buy. And we feel bad thinking, oh, I need to get some, some someone something, but I don't know what to do. I'm always a practical, you know, gift giver. But I think we can do things that don't take a lot of skill or time as far as making a spice blend. You don't have to feel like I have to be a master baker to make something. But you can show your love. And then you can give them some ideas about what they could use that for. So, and I have one Oh my gosh, dear friend of mine, Anne Wheat. And she brings this chai spice blend everywhere in her purse. She has a little container of it. She said, it tastes good on salad. It tastes good on soup. Anything that needs a zing, I'm putting it in there. Love her. Okay. So we can let this brew and then take the tea bag out and go for and go for this combination we can pour it right in i could also cold brew some tea in the fridge overnight and then incorporate that into the blender and let it blend to keep it all warm warm it all up at one time so that is what I have. The Instant Pot still has 10 minutes left. Um, I will grab, I, I can grab what I did with the um, last batch of the oats. Let me show that to you. So I put it in jars, mason jars for my daughter to have during the week. 
So this made it easy for her. She could scoop some out if she wanted it heated. I actually prefer this cold as, now again, it's hot here, um, but as almost like a dessert pudding-ish. I really, I enjoy um, that. And so I will add some flax um, to it. And usually sometimes a few walnuts, you can do pecans or no nuts. Uh, but I like that. I sometimes some frozen blueberries I'll stir in and I'll enjoy that for breakfast. Um, if you're a sprouter and this is, you know, advanced level, but I will sometimes include fenugreek sprouts as well. But you can freeze this if you'd like. Um, but I really I like having these ready for the week. So I will transfer that combination into some large glass casserole dishes to help cool. And then I will transfer into my containers, my glass containers, either these or some glass um, storage containers that I will take because I like to have that at work. Um, so that is what I have for you today. Well, that is wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Does anybody have any last questions? I haven't before? seen any. They're just saying how wonderful of a presenter you are. Oh, uh, what brand is Timory's warming tea? Is it traditional medicine? Mine, actually, the one I have right now is Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. And where did you find turmeric tea with black pepper? Asks Lavanda. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Great store. Yep. I can't live somewhere without it. And there's question uh -bum -bum. you have great arms says Lori what is the exercise program you use to achieve them every single time I'm on this comes up remember mm -hmm. every time I know I do a variety of different um arm exercises resistance training nothing specific like that I have I mean I just I do different things but we, you know, Angela Fischetti, um, Angela is amazing. And we have strength training video content in the Foodie Bar Way of Life that she provides. And so I've been doing what she's been teaching us and continuing to maintain the muscles of my arms. But yes, I do several times a week do some strength training, but I also am just really aware of different opportunities, whether it be groceries or demo equipment or whatever, really trying to focus on contracting those muscles and using good posture, which means instead of trying to, you know, use my back for something, I'll really concentrate on using my arms. So. Great. Well, thank you so much and happy holidays to you. What thank you. What are you Take making? Care, everybody. What are you making for your Thanksgiving? Oh, what am I making for Thanksgiving? I don't know yet. There are so many options. I did a special Thanksgiving um, demonstration in the Foodie Bar Way of Life last year, and I believe even the year before. And this year, we're having one of our members do it, and she is amazing. Jody is incredible. So. I am sure it's going to be difficult. I'm going to have to talk to my family and see of all the different options, what they want. I always do my garlic mashed potatoes and my immune boosting gravy. And I mean, there's some standbys that I love, love, love. 
Um, I love my magic loaf. So I don't know. I think we're going to have to just turn November, like the whole month into testing, not necessarily testing, but um, just making those recipes so that by the time we get to Thanksgiving, we've settled on what we want, but we've enjoyed them all month. So <laughs> I think that's going to be my plan. Well, happy holidays to you. Thank you. Take okay. care, everyone. Thank you. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please do come back tomorrow at 930 Pacific time for Dr. Joel Furman. And he's going to be talking about sugar. Is it toxic? Is it okay to eat? Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.